One time at band camp, we weren't supposed to have pillow fights, but we had a pillow fight, and it was so much fun. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight minutes after eight on Wisconsin's Morning News. Great to be with you. Week off. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Eric Bilston, Vince Petrano with you. Thank you. Pancakes off today. We've got Adam Roberts in the house, filling in aptly. And I wanted to talk something through with you today because, was it, well, I suppose it wasn't last week because I wasn't here. It was two weeks ago. We were talking about the new data on tipping and how people, according to a recent bank rate survey, believe that they are being asked to tip more and more and they're not real happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they don't want to give money. And it's Why not? well, see, because now that's a hard conversation to have. Because as soon as you start talking about, well, I don't really like to tip here. Then, oh, what's the matter? Are you cheap? Right? You don't want to help people. You want to help people put themselves through college? Or come on, Buscemi, get over here! <laughs> exactly. Pitch in the buck. Tip this guy over here, not this guy over here. Right? Reservoir Dogs. If you don't know it, I thought about trying to gr- grab a clip from that, but there's literally no place you <laughs> it's could. It's impossible because there's so much bad language. But it's a great, and that was decades ago. But it was a great conversation on tipping. Society said, "What, what, what was his line?" Society says, "Tip these people over here, but don't tip these people over here." And so, over the years, particularly post-pandemic, the number or the types of different jobs for which we're willing to tip or are now expected to tip, have certainly increased. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the percentage that you generally give in a tip, it was 15%, I remember, when I was a kid. Right. It's now at least 20, and some are going up to 22, maybe more. So there, we are tipping more, a higher percentage, and we're also tipping more people. I don't necessarily say that's a bad thing, but people are getting fed up with it. According to that bank rate survey, of people said they tip at least 20% at sit-down restaurants, older adults tending to be tippers. But here's the thing. The survey of more than 2,400 people across the U.S. showed 65% of people say they always tip servers. That's down from 73% last year and 77% in 2019. I wonder if that's just because we're tipping more and more here, there, and other places that now we're tipping less or less often in those sit-down types of situations. The whole point I'm bringing it up is because we had a not a great restaurant experience over, over the last week or so, and I didn't know what to do because I didn't think it was my server's fault. We were at, I'll set the stage for you, we were in Madison, we were going to a show at Overture Center, so we're at a restaurant off the square, and it was 4.30 on a Sunday afternoon, and there was nobody in this place. There were like three tables. So thus, it should be a nice, easy. So you're like easy in, easy out. Must be happy to see us Mm because now there's some activity. It was definitely before a dinner rush, if there was to be one. And it took, and I'm I'm not even kidding you, Eric. It took a half hour to get our drinks. Ooh, and I didn't order anything complex or anything. (laughs) It wasn't ordering a Manhattan or (laughs) I don't even know. Is that a complex drink or some strange thing? Right, just you you know, your basic couple of things from the bar. Uh, The sodas came a little bit sooner, but. That just sets the stage for I don't need to go through step by step. A half but, hour. What did you order? But right, exactly. Food wise, basic I mean, stuff. Normally, you get food by then. Yes. So the, f- the drinks were late. The food was late. Our server was very friendly. I didn't get the sense that like it was her fault. She wasn't being neglectful. I could have used from her an explanation. Hey, look, our guy called in sick here. I'm gonna do the best I can for you folks. I'm also cooking. Right. I'm t- right. <laughs> 
cool. Would have liked that. Some sort of acknowledgement of, yeah, typically you would expect to have your stuff a little bit sooner. That would have helped. I probably would have tipped even more based on that if she'd really engaged on that. But again, she wasn't unfriendly. I didn't think she wasn't not doing her job. For some reason, something was messed up there and things weren't progressing along. I guess I grew up learning like you tip based on your level of service. So if you're happy with the service, then you tip well. And if you're not happy with the service or the message that you send is this was not good service. Mm, okay. But I just didn't feel like we could do that anymore. I, f- I think we still tipped 20 some percent in part because it wasn't her fault. But also like, again, there's that stigma of you don't want to leave a place and oh, those people don't tip. <laughs> those no, no. Metronos. <laughs> right. No, no, it wasn't. It was because the service and the well, whatever. And, and what, what do you, how do you cut a tip? You know what I mean? Like I've heard of like the symbolic, I'm just going to tip a penny or a, or something like that or a buck just to like prove a point. Yeah. But otherwise, how do you cut a tip because of, and what I mean by that is like, if you're not doing 20%, what do you do then? 10? So then you do 10% and that'll teach them then, a lesson. Yeah, or like, they, what, did you, what did that get you? Yeah. So I don't. I just feel like you can't even. You, you don't even base your your tip amount on that level of service. And then in terms of where I draw the line, and this is what I'm curious if, if folks have something for them. The old National Bank talking text line is eight five five six one six one six twenty. Old National Bank, get old. I'd be curious to know what where is the line that you draw for these are the types of jobs where I tip out and these aren't. I typically think of a tip as sort of a relationship thing. So if you're in a sit-down restaurant, I'm going to have a relationship with that server. If it's Pancake back in his old days at the Pancake Mm -hmm, House, mm -hmm. right? He's going to come back around. He's going to be filling the coffee, get you a little warm-up here. He's going to work on it, right? He's going to work for that extra buck. So we've developed a relationship now with this server, your bartender. That's different than, say, going up to a McDonald's or a fast food place. And I feel like that's where the line used to be. If you go to a sub shop and you order a sub, you didn't expect to see a tip jar. I came here. I paid you seven bucks for a sandwich. You made the sandwich. You put it on the tray. Like, what's what's the tip? I just assume that no one's making a lot of money in those places. So, like, I'm not because of that and because of the trying time we've had where people aren't being able to fill their staffing levels at different restaurants or whatnot. I'm I'm okay. Giving a little something to the sub guy. But see, I think sub guy is not tipped out at a waiter or waitress level. You know, like in, typically at that, it was a lower minimum wage because that was a tip-worthy position. Okay. So I they could you. make up for that and then some by, you know, hustling out there for tips. Yeah. Whereas your, your, desk, your what, what a register person or whatever in a situation like that, prepared food, is probably getting at least, you know, paid whatever it takes to get them in the door. I look at, uh, I told you, my daughter is, uh, works for a major coffee chain, and uh, they are <laughs> pretty well compensated to, to start in terms of the making the beverages and working the line and, and all of that stuff. But then they also, I wonder, if it's, I wonder if it came from the coffee shops. That's where we started tipping, right? You tipped your barista? Oh, yeah. Please. They have a little, little sign there. She told a story the other day they, that one of their most difficult customers who orders like a super high custom order that's tough to get right and he's never happy with it. Also doesn't tip. <laughs> no tip for you, but did offer a compliment. 855-616-1620, Old National Bank talk and text line. Where is the line for you? Which types of jobs do you tip out? Which ones you don't? For me, it's more of a relationship. That my line is it's relationship-based. If I'm, If you're talking bartender, you're talking server, someone with whom we're going to have a long-term thing here, 
then yeah, I'll, I'll work on that. Here's one uh, from Mike. When I tip for services, I start at 15%. That's just average service. If it's worse, I tip 10 or lower or not at all. If it's really good, I'll go up to 25. I was a waiter in college, so I know how that system works, but I just don't randomly tip people for good or bad service. That's interesting. Uh, let me. I got some phone calls on the line here. Let me start with uh, Tim. Tim is with us in St. Francis. Morning, Tim. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Uh, d- doing well. What do you think? So, uh, yeah, I worked at Johnny Rockets for seven years between uh, high school and college, and my stepfather was also uh, in the service industry, and he taught me one thing. He's like, if you're going to do your job, remember TIPS is an acronym for to ensure prompt service. So when you're being served with anything, make sure you're prompt, you're up front, that deserves a good tip. Did you, hey, Tim, did you ever have someone where if, if you weren't on your game, did you get tipped less? And did you think like, yeah, that checks out. Like I wasn't on my game today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. You know, I, if I missed something, yeah, that was on me. You know, I, I did not provide that service. So, yeah, I, I should take a little nick off that. Hey, what do you think of this, Tim? We got this texter uh, asking about what if you are getting carry out at a sit-down establishment? So you're going into the restaurant to carry out, and they give you the little clipboard, and it has a little tip line on there. What do you do? I, I just grab my food and go. I mean, where's the service there? You know, you're tipping for a service, right? Just coming in and you driving out to pick up your own stuff. You know, where's the service there? So That's the boxing fee, Tim. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> hey, thanks, uh, my friend. I guess, you know, put the okay, no problem. You guys have a great day. Yeah, I mean, but but he's on to it, right? And I'm kind of that way too. But now, another thing that people have been talking about that was in this bank rate survey is people don't like seeing that screen because so much stuff is card based now, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, so then they, they show you the iPad. Yep, show you the pad, and then it says right on there and. Even if you're paying ahead of time where you might establish that relationship with a server or something like that, that screen comes up before anything's even happened. Well, I don't know if I want to tip 15% or 20% (laughs) or 25%, right? And nothing's happened yet. In the grand scheme of things, aren't we just talking about like a buck or two? Is it really the end of the world? These people aren't buying Rolls Royces, not driving up in Cadillacs. Got some more interesting thoughts on the line. If you're on the line, please hang on because I want to take a quick break and get back to this in a moment. 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty three on Wisconsin's morning news talking about a recent survey by Bankrate saying that people are kind of fed up with tipping. They're tipping less. They're tipping less often as they are asked to tip more and more often. Getting so, fatigue. Yeah, there's a little like. tipping fatigue. Uh, here's a couple here from the Old National Bank talking text line eight five five six one six one six twenty Old National Bank. Get old Vince. In your situation, I would ask the waitress for an explanation or ask who I could talk to to express my frustration and still tip the waitress. Now, in your situation, you said the waitress was super nice, but your food took an ungodly half time. hour just to get drinks. Yeah. And food took long, and you know, uh, so. I didn't want to penalize people who were really trying their best by not tipping. And especially if you're talking wait staff, they tend to get paid less than others where you're working a counter job or whatever, yeah. fast food or things like that. So I understand like I'm, my, my goal here is not to like get out of tipping, but 
we, we had poor service. I, I appreciate what the person here was saying. Actually, there was a text on that. Somebody had a similar situation and said that they actually talked to management and they really knocked down their bill a lot because they did have a problem. Oh, that's nice. My thing is I'm super not, I'm super not confrontational. I do not like to, to a like to talk to the manager and, uh, oh, this took that long. And probably so most- if the manager would have come up, he'd be like, oh, no, everything was fine. Yep, good. <laughs> hey, folks. <laughs> Haven't you, today so far. How's oh, everything? It's good. It's great. It's, it's good. I'm, I'm sure it'll taste great when it gets here. <laughs> Which actually, if you have a good manager at a restaurant, yet, but uh, I'm sure it's great. He or she is going to want to hear from you if there was yeah, a problem, right. right? But I don't know. I'm just not that way. As far as tips go, here's one from the old National Bank talking text line. I thought tips are shared with other workers, yeah, bus boys, cooks. So you're tipping the entire service. That is what happened when I worked in service. So don't say your waitress wasn't the cause of the service. It's a team thing. That's true. My kid was a bus boy for a while. Yeah. And a food runner, and he would get, he'd get a portion of the loot. Yeah. At the my, end of the day, my coffee house worker, even if she's working the bar or working the here, the tips get split up, and yeah. everybody on the team. You would expect that, and I think that's fair. Although, still, if you're the one who's nice, right? You're out there hustling it. Shouldn't you get a little bit more? Somebody else isn't <laughs> right. Something yeah. for the effort. Something for the effort. <laughs> Mike is on the line with us. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The old National Bank talk and text line. Morning, Mike. Morning, Vince. Welcome back. Uh, thanks. Good to be here. What's your What's your tipping line? Are you, like, are you tipping everybody, or do you do you have a line? Well, so I've always kind of stayed the same with uh, waiters and waitresses, and uh, I was a busboy at one time, and you do get um, you know some of what the you know waitress or waiter makes. Um, and as far as I know, so did the cook. So if I get bad service, whether it be you know food late or something like that, I give less because it is a team effort. Um, but as far as, like, fast food places and, um, you know, Starbucks, I have absolutely come to resent that screen that I see that's asking me, you know, 10%, 15 At first, I was doing it, and then I'm just like, you know what? I mean, I don't want to do this anymore because after COVID, which is kind of when that's – during COVID is when that started, they were making more money. And their fast food workers, you know, or casual restaurants, they're making more money than they ever have before. So um, I don't feel the need to tip them anymore. Um, and I won't. And as far as, you know, wait staff, I will, you know, do it based on service regardless because, uh, like I, it, it, everyone gets some of that money. So, um, however, uh, you know, the, the ball was dropped, everyone, you know, is going to be responsible for that. Yeah, appreciate it, Mike. On that line, I was mentioning that bank rate survey, and Axios did a, a write up on it. They interviewed a professor at Cornell University. Uh, consumer behavior professor, and she here's what she said. It's not like I can just wait and that tip screen will go away. Uh, I'm not going to – I have to actively say, no, I'm not going to tip. That's a harder thing to do than to passively let it go or ignore it, and apparently a lot of folks don't like that. They refer to it as guilt tipping. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I feel badly. I suppose. Right. There's but something to that. You don't want to feel like a like a jerk because you're not tipping. Well, what about like a coat check? Do you tip the person when you get your coat? Yeah, if they got a little basket out, you know, a couple bucks. In what the about thing. car wash? If there's a guy or a lady that wipes, you know, has a little towel at the end of your. If they're doing something, yeah. Yeah, towel, towel guy, girl at the end of car wash. You'll yeah, go with you that, Debbie. Yeah, two? that I would do if they're doing something. Yeah, but if they're not doing anything, be like, well, I'm not going to give you. And then I will guiltily put a dollar in it. <laughs> yeah, to the earlier point uh, on the old National Bank talking text line, the baristas make more than I do as a child care teacher. As soon as I can put a tip jar outside my classroom, 
I'll start clicking the fifteen percent more often. Bam. There is a little bit of that, and that's it's it's fair to ask about that, right? That's that was the point that I was making earlier of who gets tipped and who doesn't. It used to be your bartender and your your waiter, your, wait- your waitress, yeah, right? Your but because they were making less, but now the tip jar is out everywhere you go. One more call on this. Uh, Andy is with us from Greenfield this morning. Hi, Andy. Hey guys, um, I just have a little tipping grievance. So there's the local car wash. That's well, it's an automatic car wash. So you pull in and it pulls you through the whole bay and everything like that. But they have attendants standing at the little touch screens before you get into the car wash, where you choose what wash you want, and then there's a credit card swiper. But the attendants stand there and, like, push the buttons for you, and then the tip screen comes up at the end, and they look at you like, do you want to leave a tip? <laughs> Dude, I, I'm I know pr- exactly what he's talking about. I'm pretty yes. sure I know which car wash you're talking about, Andy, because that's my side of town as well. And I saw that screen come up. I think I passed on it myself. I, I hope I had the courage to do it, because sitting here, us talking, I'm like, yeah, again, what am I tipping for? I'd have been glad to punch in the code myself. Thanks, guy. Yeah, I can swipe the card myself. I don't need someone to push the buttons for me. <laughs> I've never understood that. Thanks, Andy. I, I haven't understood either why why they have the person. I guess maybe it helps I move totally, it along. I and... totally get that. I get what you're saying. I, I I understand why Andy wouldn't want to do that. But at the same time, like I just I go back to it. We're talking about like a dollar, and chances are that person could use that dollar more than me. I don't know. I just don't have a problem giving someone. Fifteen percent of a, a a tiny bill where I'm I'm getting. <laughs> you think they should be including that in the price then? I mean, if maybe that's, that's what we're easier. You're about, right, there. Yeah. So, like a you mean like where it even says on there, like they do sometimes at the restaurant where they have that gratuity added. Well, someone else texted in that they're seeing more and more surcharges, a X Y Z charge, a gas charge, or whatever that's popping up on your receipt. You know, yeah. Even Just at the put it in the price. Or here's yeah. an idea: pay them better. Well, which yeah. would be in the price. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll tell you about the worst tip ever that I gave, and it it was kind of not my fault. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight thirty two on Wisconsin's Morning News. We were kids. I told you I get my haircut, but the same guy I got probably gave me my first haircut. Yep, you're very loyal. Yep, my dad went to Marquette University, started going to Gene just up the way there on Wisconsin Avenue, and so my dad went to Gene, took his boys to Gene. Now I take my boy to Gene. It's all, all, all the same guy. And we should also point out that like Gene has moved. He's not <laughs> Gene's in the, up on the North Shore now. Yeah. Like in and you, you're still that loyal. It's pretty impressive. Well, yeah, you got to go to Gene. Right? I get it. So when we were kids, though, you know, my brother and I, my dad would take. Um, he would get his haircut, and then I would get mine, and then my brother would get his, and then to probably I assume to teach us about tipping. He would always give a dollar to me, and he'd give a dollar to my brother. and say, now, go give a, a buck to Gene. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a tip, you know. Okay, good. Now, I, what I probably didn't know or assume, and again, that was a long time ago also, was my dad was also tipping then for his haircut and probably gave Gene, you know, a little bit more of his due. The buck was symbolic for my uh, brother and for me, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. All I knew was you tip a buck for a haircut, right? <laughs> so I went my first like real professional stylist when I was on TV in Green Bay. And I used to get my haircut at a barber shop where it was like seven or eight bucks by campus when I went to St. Norbert. Mm-hmm. So buck was about right. Honestly, probably should have been two bucks, but the boys at Givers didn't care. <laughs> One guy, when he'd finished the haircut, always say, feel better? That was the end of the um, haircut. Do you feel better? I did kind of actually. Lighter, thank you. Yes. 
So anyway, I'm still in the mentality of you tip a buck for a haircut, right? So I go to like an actual stylist when I hunt on TV. One of the one of the guys who was on TV there, WFRV, said, "Here, go to this lady. She's really good. She's super nice. She's young. She knows like styles. If you want something different, take care of you." And I kind of mostly nice didn't care about my hair, but yeah. like I had to start. And so, first time I ever got a haircut from her, a very nice haircut, really nice lady. Definitely planned to go back. She whatever the price was for the haircut, and then so I. Figure that out, and there's like a buck and some change extra. A little something else. Go, I, go get yourself something I, nice. <laughs> so, buy yourself a new pair of shoes. I tell you, Eric, I gave it, I gave it to her, and she again requoted me the price. I don't know whatever it was. She's like, "Oh, it was twenty five. which kind of on her part, like <laughs> That's aggressive. Clearly, this guy must not have known, right? Because if it was twenty five, I probably gave her twenty six or what, you know, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, the the rest is for you." And now looking back on it, I think her eyes got bigger and she was like, thank you. I'm wow. like, yep, great. So wow. something didn't feel right about that interaction to me. And I'm like, hmm. So I go ask my guy, I say, hey, what do you, you know, what do you tip for a haircut or whatever? And he's like, I don't know, like five, four or five bucks or, you know, like what, whatever price did she quote you, whatever. I'm like, okay, well, that would explain the <laughs> shoot. <laughs> Never was it spoken. I did go back. She took me again. And the next time I was quite generous. You didn't bring it up. Oh, I yeah, never, by the way, I'm gonna give never you a brought more. it up. I really should have. If she were ever out there listening and heard this story, she'd be like, <laughs> oh, she yeah. might have thought maybe he thought he was grabbing a fiver and sticking yes. it in there, but it actually was a one or whatever. You know what I mean? So, she, so thought, she probably was like, oh, you must have messed up that one time. Clearly his mistake. Forty-two on Wisconsin's morning news story that we've been talking about through the morning here, and I do have an update that we wanted to pass along to you out of Cudahy. So we have a story where, if you live on the South Shore there in Cudahy specifically, I think could have gotten a message that you were on. A, I don't think it's an order. I think it's more of an advisory, but a shelter in place because of a police situation. And it was due to police officers have been called to a scene who thought they were being shot at, and they actually believed that they were pinned down there. Pinned down is the actual words that the police officers use in their statement here. So here's what we got. Cut a police responding. This is near Packard and Carpenter. A call of glass breaking and a person reportedly seen jumping from one rooftop to another. So that'll get your attention. Parkour. Right. Very good. <laughs> but not. Officers reported hearing gunshots when they arrived. They believed they were being shot at. Two officers were, quote, pinned down and rescued by using the South Shore Joint Tactical Unit's armored vehicle. So rescued, again, this is per the police statement. So my guess, is, again, we don't have further clarity for how that all played out, but what you might see in a situation like that is they bring in this tactical unit, the armored vehicle, that would provide, quote-unquote, cover from wherever they yeah. thought the shots may have been fired from, which would allow those officers then to escape that pinned-down position. Right. So the update now is that a residence of interest was identified. The occupants of that residence cooperated with the investigation. No evidence of a crime was discovered. So they located the house that they believe was the quote-unquote issue. They talked to the people inside. No evidence of a crime discovered. They do add the matter remains under investigation. Oh, sure. I hope so, because I got some more questions. <laughs> <laughs> 
what were the noises that sounded like gunfire that caused police to believe they were under fire? Who's jumping from rooftop to rooftop? There's a report of hearing glass breaking. Like, what is going on? Well, I mean, this is probably the best case scenario. Sure, right? I mean, it's not like, yes, we apprehended a gunman who was firing on police. That would be not so good. It was alarming to us, though, when we saw the the words that were used. When you read the sentence, two police officers were pinned down and were rescued using an armored vehicle, that's when you're like, whoa, what is happening in Cudahy right now? But luckily, it sounds like it's uh, all taken care of. The uh, order lifted earlier this morning as well. So, again, no evidence of a crime having been committed in connection with that situation. 8.45 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty nine on Wisconsin's morning news. You know, earlier we were talking about the tipping. I just I gotta read this text that came in from Wendy in New Berlin. How about in the ladies' room where the attendant hands you a towel at the sink when you come out of the stall? That's a little uncomfortable. She right? was asking. She goes, "The similar deal in the men's room." Oh yeah, <laughs> it is. The guy sitting there. Don't like that at all. He'll offer you a towel. Maybe yeah. offer you a comb. Right? I just I just want to be left alone in there. Really, no matter what I'm doing. I want him to tell me a joke. <laughs> But that's tip-worthy. No, you don't want to joke when you're little something. that vulnerable. <laughs> if you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be during. Afterwards. <laughs> Pre- preferably. Point and laugh. No, it can't be during. Point and there, laugh. Cannot, be... there cannot be any contact what? during. <laughs> I would assume that's the same for the ladies. For dudes like, uh, that's yeah. funny. Don't be talking to me in there. How's it going in there? Right. Ah, nice day we're having. No, no thank you. Just... Taking care of things here. A duck, a cow. <laughs> nope. And a farmer walked walk into, into a bar. bar. No, thank you. I told you I dropped my youngest off at camp yesterday. This is kind of like a collision of multiple worlds all at play. And it was Father's Day, right? And I had a f- couple of people say, well, that's not really fun because we had to drive to Ripon for camp. And I dropped a kid off. Like, that's not fun Father's Day. I'm like, well, yeah. in many ways, Father's Day would not have happened, or at least in its current form for sure, had it not been for my attending this exact same camp when I was a kid. She's at uh, WASC camp, which is Wisconsin Association of School Councils. So it's kind of like what it's like. It's like student council kids. Yeah, right? yeah, okay, cool. And it's part leadership, which is really important stuff. I mean, there are adults right now going to leadership camp, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. leadership studies, all sorts of things. So it's part that, and it's part governance. Like, how do you run a meeting? Robert's Rules of Order, which for a kid that was interested in that kind of stuff was fun. But also, you know, met kids from all over the state. It was super cool. I really enjoyed that part of it. And it went 7th, 8th. Ninth, tenth grade, something like that. Wow, not bad. Yeah. It's a good run. So now my kid's there, but it's super. So so that's cool, one, because I had gone to that camp, and now she's there, and I think that's really cool and great for her. By the same token, I met my wife at that camp. Wow. It used to be at uh, UW-Stevens Point, so we met there in 1990. At the time, though, we had both gone through multiple levels and never really, I suppose our paths would have crossed, and we probably had mutual friends. She was leading a discussion, and you were like, hmm. This one's sharp, yeah. <laughs> Smart. No, we actually ended up as counselors for that camp then. Okay. And that's when we met and worked worked closely together. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Explain. So, yeah, she was Cedarburg, I was Tosi East, and then okay. we met. So were it not for that, 
there wouldn't be a Father's Day drop-off at that camp, at least not in its current form. So potential hubby, you're saying, is at that camp right now. Well, so then I'm like, hey, don't uh, don't go meeting anybody, okay? Because I, I know how this can end. Yeah. Also, it collides with today is our wedding anniversary, too, on top oh, of it. So all of that value added was kind of an interesting moment yesterday afternoon. I never did a camp like that. I did, uh, well, I went to diabetic camp, but otherwise it was like uh, Boy Scout camp. Wait, hang on. What happened at, at diabetic camp? Eric's a type 1 diabetic. <laughs> you did not really. Yes. It was a camp for My you My parents all? sent me. I was eight years old. Was it an overnighter? Or? It was in, for a week at uh, Covenant Horror. I can't think of the name of it. It's there. It's used by a lot of resources now in Lake Geneva. It's right there in the main Lake Geneva Bay. There's a... Uh, just a campground site that a lot of different um, entities will use from time to time. So when I went, it was Triangle D. And, and like my parents wanted wanted me to meet and know that other kids had the same thing. And also learn how to like kind of do it by yourself you yeah. know, for a little bit. So. And also then, because if you go to regular camp, you know, where it's you're the one kid right. who's yeah. got the thing. Yeah. So right? it was, yeah. So I learned. So now you're there and. Yeah. Learn how to do a lot of that stuff. But man, I remember like they. You got to drink so many glasses of water if your blood sugar is high. Like they had some pretty strict regimens there, and I was like, "Whoa!" But it was cool. That was my first time. That was, I think, I was eight. That was first time doing a camp, like any type of overnight camp. Now, was that more like outdoorsy camp? Then was that pitch a tent type camp? No, or it fishing was and cabins, all that stuff, okay, all the yeah, outdoor yeah. stuff. But we had cabins. I did one of those camps too, one time. Not interested. It was not for the city kid. So Camp Makajuan, you really would have liked that. Right. No, it sounds like that exactly Boy Scout like camp. That's when we were at a tent. Right? Archery, fishing, like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Which is so bad. Bar juice, like some kind of weird drink. <laughs> yes. Every camp has yeah. a, whatever their juice is called. Yeah. Bug juice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of friends of mine and I from elementary school, we went, I think it was still elementary school, probably like fifth, sixth grade, something like that. Nah, not, not my kind of camp. All right, so you would love this then. So when for, I don't know how they do it now, but for Order of the Arrow, which is like a big Boy Scout thing. Yeah. When I was, when I was young and like, or when I was going through it, like if you were selected for that, that's a huge deal. So when you're selected, they like take you and make you sleep anywhere by yourself in, in the campgrounds. Like, so you could be anywhere. Like alone, outside, no tent, just with your bag. Just outside? Yeah, and that's how OA starts. And then the next day, you, Did you, you don't build a little shelter or? <laughs> no, I just I was in a random field by myself through the overnight. And I had to be up at a certain time. So I made sure my Casio watch went off because I needed beep, to meet. I had to hike to a meeting site the next morning and start my full day of no speaking but working OA regimen. How was that supervised? Which part? The sleeping out in the field. Well, they, Is someone I, watching you from I'm, somewhere? No. I'm guessing they probably don't do that <laughs> so anymore. They don't find out till the meeting the next morning if everybody made <laughs> hey, it. where's Johnson? <laughs> Johnson was taken by the wolves. <laughs> Jeez. No, thank you. So you wouldn't do that? <laughs> out on that, thanks. 8.55 on Wisconsin's Morning News. And one time at band camp, we weren't supposed to have pillow fights, but we had a pillow fight, and it was so much fun. Exactly. I need to know more about this camp. Somebody else texted in. They did what? Is, they said my daughters did OA last summer. Order, the, Order of the Arrow. So it's okay. a Boy Scout thing. Now, I, full disclosure, it's been like 35 years since I've even thought of OA, so it, it could be a lot different now. <laughs> yeah, but, she said her daughters did it, or uh, he or she said the daughters did it. No tent, no shelter, just a tarp to sleep on. Yeah. 
So I wonder if they're all together, though, because when I went through it up in Camp McCasuan, up up north, okay. like they, okay, you're selected, okay, they brought you back, you had to get your sleeping bag, and okay, and they just found a spot for me. Actually, they didn't find it. I mean, they had us I yeah. assigned to a spot and said, okay, make sure you're at whatever location by 7A tomorrow. Do you have your little pocket knife with you? or um, Yeah, to I'm sure war- I did. To ward off the yeah, animals? Yeah, fight or? off any critters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I had my tent and... No, I didn't have no, a, no sorry, a sleeping bag and like a bag with some stuff to wear. Are you sure this is real? Yes. It's a big thing. Like, so when I went through it, like... You, wonder, anybody else eat. wondering if this is real? You didn't eat when Jeez. I went through it. So like the next day, like you got very little to eat and then you'd work all day and then there's a big, you know, you get... It was great. At the end of it, you got through it and it was kind of a big celebration and only Good certain people made it to, to OA, buddy. Not everyone made it. Oh, made it to that. I yeah. thought you meant made it out. He's <laughs> <laughs> the, ult- the ultimate camp We never experience. did see Johnson again. Yeah, I'll stick to student council camp.